visiting with our Shap of the Week, senior linebacker slash safety slash corner. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Leo Lowe and Leo, it's it's uh, honestly, you look at where you were a year ago. What's the biggest difference for you as a player from last year to this year going into the LT game? It's not been too much physically, but just uh, mainly just mentally developing and knowing the plays. And I feel like I've been able to like kind of develop myself as more of a leader this year. I feel like I have a really good understanding of our defense and what to run and why we run it, which really just helps with the general concepts and knowing what to do each play. Coach Dodge talks about you and, and kind of Sage in the same type of way where the trust in your teammates comes from how solid you play, consistency. But he also said that you're not going to talk a whole bunch, but when you talk, everybody notices and everybody listens. What's that experience like this year being that that leader, being that, that person that people look up to? Um, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, obviously me and Sage have both been on teams, him more than I, but uh, he spent his sophomore and junior year making it to semifinals teams. I spent my junior year making it on a semifinal team. And I mean, I feel like we have a good understanding of what it's like to be on a team and what practice should look like, especially when you get into some weeks that may not be as hard. And you got to know that you got to keep working because these these weeks of practice will add up and it's the end result which is ultimately the final goal is winning that state championship so whatever it takes to get that when you move to linebacker what's the main difference for you does it give you a little bit of freedom as a football player versus playing corner what's your responsibilities that, that may be a little different that people don't know about being involved in a lot of the run game is obviously a big difference and um, I feel like it's given me a better understanding of like what linebackers and defensive linemen do because I had no idea at corner last year I was just kind of my own DB realm and sort of like plays are called for D linemen and DBs and last year I like I wouldn't know how the two correlated but this year I've, I've been able to understand both does that help you help other people guys like Michael Taff or guys like Lucas Maru are you able to turn around in practice and in games or even on the bench help them out where you see things that they can they can do better Sometimes when we get late motions, they'll have to roll into a position that they're not normally in. So it's important to know what to do at that position, too. So I've seen a lot of like gap run fits that a lot of corners and safeties might not know. It uh, can definitely help them with that. What's the one memory that you have of the first five games where you realize, okay, I'm, I'm good to go here at, at linebacker. I know exactly what I'm doing. Probably against Aikens, because I'd kind of been working a lot of linebacker for um, Cy Ranch and stuff like that. But once we got to Aikens, I felt like I was pretty solid in what I was doing, and I kind of knew what I was doing. And kind of get like a first start under my belt at that position just made me feel a lot more confident in it. So we don't often talk about, you know, obviously you're the household name, but you start looking at some of your teammates that weren't on varsity a year ago, or maybe they were and they didn't have as big a role playing time-wise. As I look at the guys in front of you on the defensive line, Austin McClendon, you know, those guys with the pass rush, uh, even the guy next to you, when you look at what you and Braden have accomplished, and Braden's a bad dude, and, and I, and I kind of look at it from the standpoint of you have about three or four guys in that linebacker role that are just you know, ball hawks, guys that get there. What's it like being a part of that collective group in the middle of the defense where you guys are, are, are very physical? There's really no better feeling than just absolutely physically dominating a team. I think we've always used that to our advantage, and we will continue to do that. Losing some physical linebackers did last year. It's, it was a big kind of like big gap to fill, and we've done a great job so far, and just got to keep getting better. That's really all you can do. Why West Point? I just felt it was a great fit for me. Obviously, I love. I was a big fan of kind of like the brotherhood and having like a really close-knit team family obviously I know it's going to be tough but I definitely look for a challenge the next four years and even the five after that I think could just be a good fit. You seem like a guy that's not afraid to serve and I think anybody that makes the choice to go to a military academy is pretty important not only for perspective now but perspective nine ten years down the road. Did that come into it? Are you aware of that perspective when you when you make a decision like that to not only have the opportunity to play football but also have the opportunity to learn from probably one of the best 
uh, teaching schools on the planet. Something I really admired about it is kind of the respect that you earn from going there. And so I feel like, you know, as a little kid, I've always looked up to soldiers in general, and I feel like having, being able to serve the country would be a great honor. Do they have a baseball team? They do. I, I, <laughs> I did. A, I talked to one of the coaches about, or he asked me if I wanted to play both there, but I feel like that would be a little tough to do. So Obviously, we have a number of players on the football team that play baseball as well, Sage being one of them. And getting a chance to cover all those district games and, and some of the heroics that, that you got to enjoy. And what are some of the things that you take from your baseball experience that kind of help you in your football endeavors? As I'm sure you know, baseball is a super up and down game. It's super tough to like be good and consistently good. The more important thing is just an underlying consistent effort into the games and hitting at practice every day and always putting in the effort to be the best you can be because you know you can't always be like have a great game but you can always put in the effort to continue to get better yeah, that's one thing we talk about with people they don't really understand that baseball is a game of failure you know you're not going to succeed every single time you're not going to get a hit every single time and there's kind of a beauty in understanding that that you might only get one or two pitches to hit in, in an at-bat or you might only get one to two pitches to hit in an entire game so there's some comfort level with failure. I think that ultimately helps you on the football field because you know there's a next play. And it allows you to kind of have that memory loss, if you will, mm -hmm. to say, hey, let's let's move on. And I often think that, you know, playing defense, obviously, if, if there's an explosive play that happens in the game on Friday night, you get to come right back and try to make it difficult on the next one. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that your comfort level with the failure that comes with baseball uh, helps you in football? Obviously, in baseball and football, it's kind of like you do your job and then you take advantage of the opportunities that you have, like even if they're short and you don't have many of them. I do think that helps a lot in football because, I mean, there have been plenty of times, especially in like that Westbrook game, where they had big plays and we were forced to bounce back in order to get the ball back and give our offense a chance to score. And obviously, it's really important for everybody to know that just because they get a 40-yard play doesn't mean they can't get stopped three downs later and turn it back over, like, or you can get a big play right back. I mean, a great example, too, would be that Judson game that I, I wasn't a part of, but my freshman year. They had a big play in overtime almost to win the game, got down to about the three-yard line. Then I think it was Levi Jones forced to fumble, and Dave Neal recovered it, and we're still in the season, and their, their season's over, which is tough, but just how it is sometimes. And that's the key is, is realizing that this game is played moment to moment and not game to game. With baseball, you have an at-bat, and that's the only at-bat that matters at that particular time. But I also want to talk about your ability to be a, kind of a leader when it comes to when you catch. As a catcher, as mm -hmm. a guy that played in college, you never really understand how much control you have over a situation until you get the ball every single time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that, hey, that pitcher might throw that ball 100 times to you, but you're throwing it 100 times back. Right. And you know what kind of leadership qualities are that you gain from, from being behind the plate? Last year, I, I kind of came into the season ready to be a catcher, and I ended up playing a lot of outfield and DH, so I really got to understand like how much catching does like affect the game. I just, I, sometimes, honestly, I was bored in right field kind of thing, but... As a catcher, yeah, obviously, like, you manage the game. Like, even if, like, the pitcher's the one throwing the ball, you're the one kind of keeping everything steady and calm and making sure everybody's in the right spot because at the end of the day, you're the one looking at the entire field, knowing we're seeing everything. Did you ever have an accent? Was, I did not. Was there ever a time where you or your brother have an accent? Mm -mm, never. So tell everybody why I asked that question because your father is obviously a, a very big part of not only your life but also Westlake Athletics. He's mm -hmm. a big fan, not only of oh, football, yeah. but he's always supportive. And, and I think it's unique 
your background? Well, yeah, so uh, my dad is from England. He uh, moved over here when he was 18 to play um, pretty much just kind of like, you know, come to America with, uh, for opportunity and ended up kind of making his way on college scholarships through tennis and then graduated and kind of working his way up. So obviously I have a lot of like British history, which is cool because, you know, I get to know more about soccer and rugby and a lot of other sports my dad grew up with. Obviously still have some family over there. But never had an accent. Never had an accent. I never wish. never, never was jealous of dad's accent. Well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have it, but... I always look at the brother relationship. You know, I, I walk into a restaurant just before the Cedar Park scrimmage, and I actually get to have a chat with your dad, and then I meet your brother. And I'm going, wow, does that guy have any high school eligibility <laughs> left? That tells me that there is a lot of competition uh, in the household. What was that like for you, having a, having an older brother? Well, he's always been someone to look up to, because in terms of a consistent work ethic and, you know, kind of just the loyalty and, like, calmness he has about him has always been something that I've looked towards growing up. So he was never, like, the flashy, like, big playmaker, and he was always just really consistent. And so that's just something because as a young kid I was I was the opposite I was more of like a ups and downs and I would let my emotions kind of get to me and just kind of look into him as an example of what to do and how how acting like that can be beneficial I think having consistency and controlling your emotions is tough for any 17 or 18 year old Mm -hmm. to pull off but at the same time when you've got somebody that's you know it's different when you're close in age you know a year or two years maybe even but to have that three and a half four years of separation you actually watched your brother kind of grow into a man mm-hmm. and you get to see that you know on a day-to-day basis so i think it's unique to to see how little brothers they, they use it in different ways obviously mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's uber competitive sometimes it's hey i want to be just like him so i think there's a, a nice balance there but what do you think you got out of out of growing up in a house where where you had somebody that was equally talented and and how did that push you to be better it was kind of a little bit of both we were both competitive and i did look up to him you know obviously i always wanted to be better at everything and i never could be every time we'd play basketball or wrestle or anything i'd i'd try to win and i never would and he'd beat me up a little bit and i think that was really just good uh obviously it built some toughness in me resiliency you know knowing you can't always win and you can lose sometimes and then still try and get better and try and bounce back how does Leo Lowen get ready for a football game? I know we asked this question last mm-hmm. year. I want to know if any of that's changed as, as you kind of play a different position. But but what's unique about the way you get ready to play? Last year, I used to watch some like YouTube videos about some of the highlights before the games. This year, it's kind of just, I more just stay to myself because I feel like a lot of the people this year, like every year when someone new comes in, they don't really know what it's like to be pregame. But we kind of want to make it clear that like you're supposed to be locked in. I was always trying to prove like an example of that, that I just kind of stay locked in, keep to myself, listen to music, get taped, and then get ready to go. So that idea of being locked in is kind of a captain's message, really, because I, I look across and I look at all the captains. That's a bunch of serious guys. I mean, they, they obviously have fun playing football. But you can see that, that that mentality is true across the entire captain's room. Is that something that y'all came up with collectively? I mean, obviously, I feel like this year more than ever, we've been, our team in general is really focused on what we want to do and what the ultimate goal is, which is obviously, like I said, that state championship. Whatever it takes to get there and being locked in for a game is something that um, definitely helps not mess around and like jacking around with your friends kind of before the game and kind of focus on what you have to do, what assignments you have. And Final thought, Leo Lowen joining us for our shot of the week ahead of Lake Travis. I'll just tell you that Coach Dodge says, I don't have any drama on this ball club. For whatever reason, you know, there's always a couple of things that happen here and there. And he said, you know, through the first fall camp, 
and now into the season of work that there's just not so much drama and it makes this team fun to coach. What do you think that means to you? I think it just means we're focused. We bring a lot of energy every time we play and practice. Like, you know, we've been doing three early practices at 5.30 in the morning this year rather than just two, and that's pushed us forward even more. Like, we bring the energy to everything we do, and we stay focused on what we want to do. I bet this week helps, too, with the weather change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot nicer to practice in. He's Leo Lowe in our Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. No problem. Thank you.